welcome to the sixth episode of season three of Brunches and Dragons. Woo! Today's episode is brought to you by Konak the Barbarian. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm. I'm Sammy Stark. And I'm Katie Banks. And today we've got a special guest. She's big, she's mean, but only if you take away her caffeine. Jax the Barbarian! Woo! Good morning, all. Good morning. We're very excited you're here. I'm very excited to be here. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, So just a little housekeeping, just a reminder, we are now streaming uh, bi-weekly for Sunday brunch. Sam, can you tell people where they can tune in if they're not watching us live? Yes, you can go to twitch.tv backslash Stark raving mab with a b i like the new name that's very nice it's a little throwback to high school so (laughs) i don't know the mab thing is just a take on mad so i i had a a friend in high school who wanted us all to have like cockney names and so it's like three words away and my last name is stark so stark raving mad mab as in queen of the fairies so it became stark mab was my name so stark raving mab yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's really great. I really like it. I was like, that's a cute new name. So good job. Um, you should still be able to listen to us, our podcast, um, via our website, Spotify, or iTunes as well. We usually release the episodes on Thursdays, so you can stay tuned to our website or our Instagram accounts for information on updates and releases. Woo! Uh, For more information on who we are and why we're doing this podcast, you can listen to episode zero or check out our website at brunches-and-dragons.com or follow us on Instagram at twobrunchdragons. And we just got a new subscriber, so thank you, Bananalytics, for subscribing with Prime. Uh We can do that now. We can do it. Uh We've made it. (laughs) We've done it. Um, if you if you have questions, comments, episode ideas, or you just want to chat with us, you can email us at brunches.dragons at gmail.com. You can fill out the contact us form on our website, or you can comment in the chat box. I don't ever remember which side of the screen it's on, but... Um, that's what, I don't know. I think it's different for me in OBS, so... Yeah. yeah. So, but you can leave us a comment, and we'll see. You can also roll a d20 in the chat if you want to roll con saves with us later on. Let's see if it works, because it, it was broken the other day, and I fixed it, and I it's still broken. So one of oh, the affiliate okay. bots interferes with it, so I've got to figure out how to override it. So roll your real dice, and then tell us about it. Yes. All right. All right. Sammy, you want to get us started on today's yes. topic? So technically, the term barbarian comes from Rome, and it is a derogatory term for anybody not from Rome. In Dungeons & Dragons 5e, we mostly get the term from Conan the Barbarian, a muscle-bound survivor of savage wastelands dressed in leather loincloth and madly hacking away at evil cultists with a massive axe. So think of a barbarian as a character that can survive almost anything as they murder everything around them in a bloody frenzy. That tracks. It's such a fun class, y'all. Like, I've never played a barbarian. This is what? my second favorite class. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> What's your first favorite? Ranger. <laughs> I'll allow it. Yeah. I'll allow it. Yeah. Ranger. Welcome to our podcast. We're ranger lovers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the best class. 
It is. I mean, no one else agrees unless you're a ranger lover, and then you we you know what for the claw to our desk. But when the three of us like really make it big and we're really famous and getting invited to cons, um, you know the thing like the the guy sitting at the thing with the cup and he's like statement prove me wrong. Ours can be yeah. like rangers the best class prove me wrong. That can just be like our thing. Yeah. That's yeah, it. that's just that's just a banner on the table. Yeah. Nothing to do with the actual podcast. Nope, it's, nope. it's that banner. Yep, yep. And, like, then, and then Jazz can come over and smash the table, and then rip it down and just put barbarian. <laughs> oh we'll my god! Like, yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, all right so we got that. it. We got it, guys. <clears throat> okay, so let's look at the basics for our barbarian. So hit points. So hit dice, they get 1d12 per barbarian level. So tough as nails. Lots and lots of hit points. Um, so at hit points at first level, you get 12 plus your constitution modifier. Dang. And then at higher levels, you get a d12, or if you just take half, you get the seven. Um, plus your constitution modifier per level after first. So pretty great. I think that's the highest, mm -hmm. right? I mean, would make sense because they're tough. Um, so proficiencies, you get proficiency in, with your armor. You get light armor, medium armor, and shields. Uh, weapons is simple weapons, martial weapons, tools, none. Uh, saving throws are your strength and constitution. And then skills, you get to choose two from, so two from this list, animal handling, athlete, athletics, I cannot talk. You could be an athlete if you want. Athletics, intimidation, nature, perception, and survival. So those are your picks. So. That tracks. I just think it's hilarious that there's like tools, none. Yeah. I mean, no tools for you. None for you. That. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Love they get the it. least amount of, of tools as well out of any class, or out skills. of uh, skills yeah. out of any class. So mm -hmm. yeah, they have the least to choose from. Um, they still get the two, so that's that pretty tracks for a lot of other classes, mm -hmm. but except for the one we did a couple weeks ago where you got like zillion, All 5, thousand zillion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Blood Hunter. Jesus. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, blood Hunters are rad, though. They mm -hmm. are. They're like a little fancier ranger is what we yeah. realize. Mm -hmm. They're like if a, a <laughs> ranger had a baby with a wizard a little bit. Mm -hmm. And there's yep. sometimes there's some warlock sprinkled in there. Yeah. Yes. It's it's like multi-classing without multi-classing. Mm -hmm. yep. yeah. If the ranger were a cat, and the other classes were male cats. And you get all those mixed units. So it's a calico. It's a calico. It's a calico. Bloodhunter is the calico of D&D. Yes. You heard it here first. <laughs> We've said it. It's canon. It's true. <laughs> all right. So do you want to start us off on level? What happens in level one? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So as a barbarian, um, end up with a few important things right off the bat. The first of which is your rage. That's like the bread and butter. That is what gives you the power. Um, I'm not gonna quote a particular cartoon because I'm pretty sure that's how people get demonetized. Um, using a bonus action on your turn, as long as you aren't wearing heavy armor, you can rage, which gives you advantage on strength checks and saving throws, um, and a damage bonus to your melee attacks and resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Um, so that means that anytime you get bludgeoned, pierced, or slashed, that damage is reduced to half, which comes in super handy. Um, uh, the only thing is you can't cast spells or concentrate on already cast spells while you're raging, um, and it lasts for a minute. Uh, the rage ends early if you are knocked unconscious or if you haven't attacked a hostile creature or taken damage since your last turn. 
Um, you get two rages, prolong rest to start, and then increase by one at third, sixth, twelfth, and seventeenth. Uh, rage bonus damage starts at a plus two and increases by one at ninth and sixteenth levels. Awesome. Uh, right. Yeah. Do you, does Jax oh. use it a lot? Is Jax like a big rager? Oh yeah, it's the the first the first thing said in combat is I would like to rage. Because um, nice. honestly, like <laughs> that is the point of being a barbarian. I, I right. don't. Are you a classic rager? Is it like anger? Because with Witter, the barbarian I play, he rages but he cries. Oh, <laughs> sweet baby. <laughs> yeah. Innocent soul. Oh goodness. Oh that. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that that is too sweet to be believed. Mm -hmm. Goodness, no, definitely the the classic like battle rage, like scream in your face, run at you, great axe like over one shoulder. That's nice. that is that is the classic, and I'm sticking to it. I like it. Staying can't, true. Can't beat it. Also, can't pardon me it. while I have my brunch. Oh, nice. Yes. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Some of that brunch. Yeah, and you also are kind of a big deal when it comes to AC. If you aren't wearing any armor, um, shields don't count against you. Um, you have a standard AC of 10 plus your dex modifier, but you get to add your constitution modifier on top of that. This is called an defense. Mm -hmm. That's why that con, con modifier is super important. Like, next yep. to strength, that's probably what you want to focus the most on as yeah. a barbarian. Yeah, Do don't, you... don't use that as your dump stat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a weak barbarian, you know. <laughs> Which do you prefer? Do you prefer uh, highest in, in strength or highest in constitution? Honestly, the, I think the constitution is what ends up being more valuable because I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, that is what contributes to the amount of hit points that you can get. So, yeah. like, yeah. if you are if you need to be that stack of hit points, if you're the frontline fighter of the party, like, that's what's going to keep everybody else safe. Yeah. No backline barbarianing. Bar barbar mm -mm. Barbarianing. 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 Banananing. I mean, I, you can if you want to, but it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> also, like, If your party's like, could you get in there? And you're like, nah, nah, nah. You got this little squishy wizard. Go. <laughs> <laughs> nope. 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 All right. Funny. So at second, you get a, something called reckless attack, um, and this you can throw aside all concern for your defense and focus that energy on your attacks. When you make your first attack on your turn, you can decide to attack recklessly. Doing so gives you advantage on melee weapon attack rolls using strength during this turn. Um, but remember, attack rolls against you have advantage until your next turn. So you're sort of changing your your I can attack harder but i'm also more vulnerable because i'm maybe not focusing on my my flank so yeah um but you also get danger sense at this level so you gain the uncanny ability to sense when things nearby aren't as they should be which really gives you an edge when you're trying to dodge away from danger you have advantage on dexterity saving throws against effects that you can see so traps or spells um to gain this benefit you can't be blinded deafened or incapacitated pretty great though mm -hmm. it's like fancy yeah fancy skill yeah so then we get into our third level so at like mm -hmm. most other classes at third level barbarians may choose their primal path um this path shapes the nature of your their rages you uh your choice will grant you features at third sixth tenth fourth and fourteenth level and we're going to go over those paths with you today and break them down so we're going to start off the path with the path of the 
the ancestral guardian. Uh, this is the path that I picked for my barbarian wizard, or witter, excuse me. Um, some barbarians hail from cultures where they really love their ancestors. These tribes teach that these warriors that the past lingers in the world as mighty spirits who can guide and protect the living. When a barbarian follows this path with their rage, then they can help connect with those spirits to call on those guardians for aid during battle. So pretty cool. So at third level, you get something called astral project. Pro protectors. Um, these spectral warriors appear when you enter your rage, and while raging, the first creature you hit with an attack on your turn becomes um, the target of these warriors, which hinders their attacks. Um, until the start of your next turn, that target has disadvantage on any attack roll that isn't against the barbarian themselves, and when the target hits a creature other than the barbarian with an attack, the, that your friend will have resistance to the damage of those attacks, which is pretty great. So then it kind of makes them focus on you instead of your party, so it really turns you into a strong tank. So, And then at 6th level, you get something called Spirit Shield. So the guardians, uh, spirits that aid you can see, that you can see, oh, excuse me, provide um, a supernatural protection to those you defend. If you're raging and the creature you can see within 30 of you, feet of you takes damage, you can use your reaction to reduce that damage by 2d6. When you reach a certain level in this class, you can reduce the damage by more. So like 3d6 is at 10th and 4d6 is at 14th level. That's pretty, pretty great. Yeah. So again, just helping, helping that party, helping that party. So at 10th level, you get consult the spirits. Um, you will gain the ability to talk to your spirit ancestors. And when you do, you can cast um, two cool spells, like a clairvoyant spells, um, without using spell slots or components. So it's like you can cast these without having to actually cast a spell. Whether than creating a sensor, when you use these spells, you summon you will invisibly summon one of your ancestor spirits to a chosen location. Wisdom is your spellcasting ability for these spells, and then after you cast either the spell either way, you can't use this feature again until short or long rest. This kind of makes me laugh because I'm assuming most barbarians don't have a very high wisdom score, but you could. Yeah. Um, Here's yeah, the thing, though. Wisdom is what's going to help you with that perception, which, mm -hmm. as a barbarian, it makes sense. Like, the, yes, they're going to say that a lot of us are real stupid. Doesn't necessarily have to be the case. You can be real dumb. Right. But at yeah. the same time, that wisdom is the common sense and what's going to help you sense the, the world around you. Correct. Right. Yeah. And, and it's good to think of, like, wisdom as street smart, seeing what's going on, and then intelligence as your, like, maybe school learning. Mm -hmm. um, I usually dump stat my intelligence. Yep. yep. Me too. That's my dump stat. So, yep. so do what you want, but just important if you're going this path, don't use your dump stat as wisdom because that will come back to bite you. And then finally, at 14th level, you get something called Vengeful Ancestors. Your ancestor spirits grow powerful enough to retaliate. When you use your spirit sh shield to reduce the damage of an attack, the attacker takes an additional amount of force damage from your spirit shield as well. Nice. Oh, so anything they the present, yeah, it's like whatever they present, uh, prevent. So like you know the three d six, they'll push that back on the person who, kinda, who made the damage. Oh, so I like that. Definitely a great. It's kind of a fun little take on the barbarian class, and I've enjoyed playing it with Witter. So Witters. Chef's kiss. Witter's fun. Mm -hmm. One day, one day I'll bring that campaign back. Sorry, I'm so lazy. That's okay. 
Uh, all right. What, what we got next, Sam? Next is Path of the Battle Rager, which is, is my favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll see if you can figure out why here in a second. So <laughs> this one is race exclusive to dwarven characters. Now, caveat here, that's entirely up to your DM. If you can provide, if your DM is reasonable and you can provide a good reason why your character might have this particular path, there's no reason why you actually have to be a dwarf to play this. So maybe you've grown up with them. Maybe it's the world that you live in. So, you know, there's some flexibility with this. So just because it says race exclusive doesn't necessarily mean it really is race exclusive. So talk to your DMs. Yeah. Uh, never assume, though. Always talk to your DM first. So, um, known as the Kuljar, which literally means axe idiot in Dwarvish, <laughs> Battle Rangers are dwarf followers of the God of War and take the path of the Battle Ranger. Battle Ranger. They specialize in wearing bulky, spiked armor and throwing themselves into combat, striking with their body itself and giving them over to the fury of battle. So, I don't know if you guys have ever read the uh, Drizzt series. But there's a collection of Battle Rager dwarves in this. Uh, and they're my absolute favorite characters in the stories because they are just like spiked armor. They're just bowling yeah. through the enemies like whatever. Ain't no thing. And they're they're extremely funny and I love them. They're so fun. Mm-hmm. Well written characters. characters in the books. Yep. 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 <laughs> so uh, the Battle Rager armor, when you choose this path at third level, you gain the ability to use spiked armor as a weapon. While you're wearing spiked armor and are raging, you can use the bonus action to make one melee attack with your spiked with your armor spikes against a target within five feet of you. If the attack hits, the spike deals one D4 piercing damage. You can also use your strength modifier for the attack and damage rolls. Additionally, when you use the attack action to grapple a creature, the target takes three piercing damage if your grapple check succeeds. So. (laughs) Don't just hug anybody with this armor on. Yeah. Ow. (laughs) Reckless Abandon. At sixth level, when you use Reckless Attack while raging, you also gain temporary hit points equal to your constitution modifier, minimum of one. They vanish if any of them are left when your rage ends. Um, so you've got just, it's, it's not real temporary hit points. They're just based on, on the length of your rage. Um, at 10th, you get battle rage or charge and you can take the dash action as a bonus action while you are raging. So instead of dashing away like a rogue, you're probably dashing in. So you can use all that spiked armor as extra hits. (laughs) Smash! Love it. Uh, Man. Oh, Mike says a barbarian who's a hugger would be a good hook. I agree. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, We're all like writing it down. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Sam plays Battle Rager and loves to hug people. Uh, <laughs> at 14th, when a creature within five feet of you uh, hits you with a melee attack, the attacker takes three piercing damage if you're raging, aren't incapacitated, and wearing your spiked armor, and that's called spiked retribution. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. I yeah. like that one too. So I want to play like a. Uh, I don't want to play a dwarf and do this. I want to play like a totally a weird class. It's not or a weird race. It's not really suited to this. Like maybe an elf. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a little bit like. <laughs> I feel like an elf though would like even as a barbarian. This is very mean, but I feel like an elf would run in and then be like, ow, I broke my arm. Well, it's going to be like an acrobat, so it's going to be like you know cannonball <laughs> into the fight so I do like some really cool acrobatic trick and then like land like, on people yes yep. oh, yeah. <laughs> <Amazing>. <laughs> no splash <Wand> dive. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so what is our next path? Uh, the next path we have is the path of the totem warrior, which Ooh. like obviously I am personally partial to the classic berserker, but this is one of my other favorites. Um, so the path of the totem warrior is a spiritual journey as the barbarian accepts a spirit animal as guide, protector, and inspiration. In battle, your totem spirit fills you with supernatural might, adding magical fuel to your barbarian rage. Um, I always love it when there's like a magical flavoring to yeah. the barbarian rages because like it's great to get real strong and smash things and be immune to some stuff, but like magic flavoring is always fun. Like we're this dungeon, Dungeons and Dragons. That's what we're here for. Right. Helps with the uh, role play. Having yeah. a story. I can smash yeah. things in real life, but you know. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so at third level, you have uh, an ability called Spirit Seeker. Excuse me. Um, this is a path that seeks attunement with the natural world, giving you kinship with beasts. Um, so when you get to this at third level, you gain the ability to cast speak, uh, Beast Sense and speak with animals, um, but you can only do them as rituals. And it, yeah, again at third level, you have something called Totem Spirit. Um, when you adopt this path, you choose a totem spirit and gain its feature. You must make or acquire a physical totem object, an amulet, uh, or a similar adornment that incorporates fur or feathers, claws, teeth, bones of this totem animal. Um, at your option, you also gain minor physical attributes that are reminiscent of this totem spirit. For example, if you have the bear totem spirit, um, you might be unusually hairy and thick-skinned. Or if your totem is the eagle, your eyes might turn bright yellow. There's so many flavors that you can do with this. God, I love this. Um, your totem animal <laughs> might be an animal related to those listed, um, but more appropriate to your homeland. So if there's something special from your background, you could definitely talk to your DM and see what could be worked out, which mm, it's the, that's that collaborative storytelling that we love. Right. Yes. Um, so, for example, you could choose a hawk or a vulture in place of an eagle. Um, so, with the totem spirits listed, you have bear. While raging, you have resistance to all damage except psychic damage. That is a big deal. Whoa. Um, the spirit of the bear makes you tough enough to stand up to any punishment. With the spirit of the eagle, while raging, and if you aren't wearing heavy armor, other creatures have disadvantage on opportunity attack rolls against you, and you can use the dax, dash action as a bonus action on your turn. The spirit of the eagle makes you into a predator who can weave through the, through the fray with ease. With the totem spirit of the elk, while you're raging and aren't wearing heavy armor, your walking speed increases by 15 feet. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> the spirit of the elk makes you extraordinarily swift. And then we have the spirit of the tiger. While raging, you can add 10 feet to your long jump distance and 3 feet to your high jump distance. The spirit of the tiger empowers your leaps. And as the wolf, um, while you're raging, your friends have advantage on melee attack rolls against any creature within five feet of you that is hostile towards you. The spirit of the wolf makes you a leader of hunters. That's uh, amazing. Those my, are the options for that, and my, that totem spirit. My favorite part about this is that somebody actually like did research into animals and was like, I know some things about animals, so I'm going to make this mesh. It's like, oh, hmm. Yeah, yeah, like pack, pack tactics, wolves. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, Tigers. They like to attack things by jumping on them, pouncing on them. What? Like, <laughs> like yeah. So smart. Uh, <laughs> well, no, and like I feel like that the elk is gonna be like kind of the the unsung hero because like 
It's like when you give a barbarian a haste potion, or like haste a barbarian. Yeah, that yep. 15 speed you're, you're like, might seem like nothing. Plus then you have dash. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Once you add that in, I mean 15, so say you've got 30 feet of movement, 15 is 45. Now you have 90 feet of movement with that dash mm -hmm. action. So uh, you you in trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so at sixth level, you have um, something called the aspect of the beast. Um, you gain magical benefit based on the totem animal that you chose. Um, you can choose the same animal you selected at third level or a different one. That's yeah, that's that's fun. That could be a fun flavoring. Um, for the bear, you gain the might of the bear. Your carrying capacity, including max load and max lift, is doubled. You have advantage on strength checks to make. Um, made to push, pull, lift, or break things. Mm. <laughs> break mm -hmm. <laughs> um, as the eagle, you gain the eyesight of the eagle. You can see up to one mile away with no difficulty, able to discern even fine details as though looking at something no more than 100 feet away from you. Additionally, dim light doesn't impose disadvantage on your wisdom perception checks, and that is why wisdom you don't want to make your dub stat, because perception is literally everything. Yeah. Everything. You want to be able to notice something as a barbarian. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> as the elk, whether mounted or on foot, you tr your travel pace is doubled, as is the travel pace of up to 10 companions when they're in 60 feet of you, and you're not incapacitated. The elk spirit helps you roam far and fast. As the tiger, you gain profici proficiency in two skills from the following list. Athletics, acrobatics, stealth, and survival. You can... Uh, your cat spirit hones your survival instincts. Um, as the wolf, you gain hunting sensibilities of a wolf. You can track other creatures while traveling at a fast, fast pace, and you can move stealthily while traveling at a normal pace, which could be super helpful That's depending awesome. on what you're going after. Yeah. That one kind of makes you a ranger. Hmm. That's pretty cool, guys. Seems to be a little, a little bit of a Beastmaster flavoring into, yeah. the, into like this particular it. class. I like that, yeah. Beastmaster that uh, works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about that. Um, for 10th level, you can get a feature called Spirit Walker, um, which means you can cast the Commune with Nature spell, but only as a ritual. When you do so, a spiritual version of one of the animals you chose for your totem spirit or aspect of the beast appears to you to convey the information that you seek. Um, and next you have Totemic Attunement. You get a magical benefit based on the totem animal of your choice. You can choose, again, the same animal you selected for previous selections or a different one. Nice. Um, for your totemic attunement with the bear, while you're raging, any creature within five feet of you that is hostile has disadvantage on attack rolls against targets other than you or another character with this feature. An enemy is immune to this effect if it can't see or hear you or if it can't be frightened. Um, with the eagle, while raging, you have a flying speed equal to your current walking speed. This benefit works only in short, short bursts. If you fall at the end of your turn, uh, in you fall at the end of the, your turn in the air, if nothing else is holding you aloft. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> um, uh, For those of us that forget things that our characters can do, that's not great. <laughs> Why am I falling? Uh -uh. <laughs> Crap! Oh man, that's good. Uh, yeah, like that's that'd be bad news bears in combat. But like, I feel like the comedy <laughs> gold, comedy gold though, potential comedy, comedy gold. gold. <laughs> um, yeah. For the totemic attunement of the elk, 
While raging, you can use a bonus action during your move to pass through the space of a large or smaller creatures. Um, that creature must succeed in the strength saving throw, DC of 8, plus your strength bonus, pr plus your proficiency bonus, or be knocked prone and take bludgeoning damage, um, <laughs> equal to 1d12 plus your strength modifier. So you could <laughs> literally just hip check someone into the next oblivion. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I kind of like that. Um, as the tiger, while you're raging, if you move at least 20 feet in a straight line towards a large or smaller target right before making a melee weapon attack against it, you can use a bonus action to make an additional melee weapon attack against it. And as the wolf, while you're raging, you can use a bonus action on your turn to knock a large or smaller creature prone when you hit it with a melee weapon attack. Okay. Awesome. That one's so fun, and I, I like I that it mixes in, like, when you choose your animal, you get, like, features of them, so if you mix it up throughout it, you're gonna look like this amazing, hairy, feathered, yellow-eyed, it's so good, and, like, yeah. you, you adapt as you level, so it's, like, a great storytelling device, and then you can make up, why did you get this? Yeah, it, well, it's also, you're not limited to just, like, all right, I picked the bear at level three. That is what I'm sticking with. You could, like, sprinkle in bits and pieces of the other uh, yeah. totem warriors. Nice. Yes, yeah. you're not railroaded into one one thing. So mm -hmm. that one's a real fun one. I'd like to play that one eventually. So yeah, you could we'll become see. a monster. Mm-hmm. I want to be a monster. <laughs> I'm a monster. I'm a I look like a monster, but I'm not a monster. All right, so our next path is the Path of Wild Magic. Um, many places in the multiverse bound with beauty, intense emotion, and rampant magic, such as the Feywild, the Upper Plains, and any realm of supernatural power where the radiance comes from their forces. As a folk of deep, deep feeling, barbarians are especially acceptable to these wild influences, with some barbarians being transformed by the magic. These magic-sufficient... Um, Mag the magic user barbarians, they walk the path of the wild magic. Elves, tieflings, Ace Mars, and, and genie barbarians often seek this path, but again, you can use this with any race, just usually the ones that um, are suggested. So at third level, you get something called magic awareness. When you choose this path as an action, you can open your awareness to the presence of magic. Until the end of your next turn, you know the location of any spell or magic item within 60 feet of you that isn't behind total cover. When you sense a spell, you learn which school of magic it belongs to and can use the feature, you can use this feature a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, and then you regain any expended uses after a long rest. Nice. So you're, you're able to smell out magic. Pretty cool. Useful. Um, also, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, very useful. Yeah, very, you're like the hound dog. Of magic seekers, you're Scruff McGruff, but we're yes. magic, not not crime. So. Scruff McGruff, check like, out the Fey Wild. <laughs> of the Fey Wild. Um, so also at third level, you get something called Wild Surge. So the magical energy rolling inside you sometimes erupts from you when you enter a rage. Roll Wild Magic on the Wild Magic table to determine the magical effect produced. If the effect requires a saving throw, the, D the DC is 8, plus your proficiency bonus, plus your constitution modifier. I didn't um, list out all of the effects, but they are funny. That's my some favorite. Some of them are great, and some of them are stupid. Yes. They I, are 
I love the tables. (laughs) Like, tell me to roll on a table all day. That's like my happy place. I love the chaos of like, oh, what might this do? I have uh, another barbarian friend of mine by the name of Brona. Um, We're pretty sure she got into some fey bullshit at one point. Whoops. Um, So this is the thing that she has to deal with. The last time it was it was lightning breath kind of like she got real mad and she could like shoot lightning at people and it was it was wild but it came in handy it's helpful yeah 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 sometimes and, sometimes and then you get and then you get the flumps yep yeah now you, you have a thing of flowers yeah it's yep. just brilliant this is such a fun chaotic mess of a, a path but it's so fun yeah so then at sixth level, you get something called bolstering magic. So at this level, you can harness your wild magic to bolster yourself or companion. As an action, you can touch one creature, which can be yourself, and confer one of the following benefits of your choice to that creature. So for 10 minutes, the creature can roll a DC, excuse me, a D3 whenever making an attack roll, or an ability check, and add that number to the D20 roll. They could um, roll a D. Uh, three to kind of help them out. Um, the creature uh, regains one expended slow slot, um, or they can have a level of, excuse me, the level at which, I don't even know what I wrote, sorry guys. Once the creature receives his benefit, <laughs> we're gonna just skip past this because I don't know what I wrote. Uh, so, so anyways, this one helps, so it's like kind of a buffer, kind of. More support. Yeah. Out, but with a D3, and you can look up the options because I don't, I don't know what I wrote for this. Sorry. Um, just skip over that part. So then at your at 10th level, you get something called Unstable Backlash. So at this level, when you are in danger during your rage, the magic within you lashes out. Immediately after you take damage or fail a saving throw while raging, you can use your reaction <laughs> to roll on the magic wild table and immediately produce the effect rolled. The effect replaces your current wild magic effect. Yes. So this is kind of like you get upset and bam, <laughs> something happens. I love well, it. Flowers. Hey, flowers. <laughs> I've made daisies. I poop a rainbow, you know. <laughs> poop a rainbow. Poop a rainbow. And then <laughs> finally at 14th level, you got get something called controlled surge. So at this level, whenever you roll on the wild magic table, you can roll the dice twice and choose which of the two effects to unleash. If you roll the same number on both dice, you can ignore the number and choose any effect on the table. Oh, cheating. Yeah, but this one's really fun. Um, Definitely look up what happens at sixth level. Bolstering magic is pretty cool. It's definitely a buff. I just did not, cannot explain it. Listen, sometimes you type things out and you look back at it later and you go, it's like taking notes sometimes. Yeah. yeah, and that's me all the time. Like I write, I'm like, this makes so much sense. And then I'm like, eh. yeah. Or I'll get distracted in the middle of it and write something else entirely. And mm-hmm. I'm like, or someone's talking to me, and then I write down what they say, and I don't notice it until we're live. And then I'm like, that's what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have party members who will tell me that I probably shouldn't bother taking notes because it'll end oh. up being something like gold shoes. Yep. Horse on the roof. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I'm useless, guys. Yeah. You're like, useless. this is really important. I can't read my handwriting, so I don't take notes because yeah. there's no point. Hey, sometimes those gold shoot horses, they come in handy. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know, that was the Absolutely. villain all along. It was, was the, the BBG. 
That was big, big baddie. And if the if the DM is not taking notes, then you're like, but this is what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although I feel like if the DM's not taking notes, you might have bigger problems. Yeah. I don't take notes when I DM. You might be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we just make up whatever we want. It's story now. <laughs> That's pretty much how it happens. I'm like, something happened last week, guys. I don't remember what it was. So let's start new. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's Big next? Time. All right. So the next path is another favorite of mine. Um, honestly, it's really hard to pick favorites with the, right. with the primal paths because they all have their favorite, like, the, like particular, like, wonderful flavorings. Uh, this next one is the Path of the Storm Herald. Uh, typical barbarians harbor a fury that dwells within. Their rage grants them su- superior strength, durability, and speed. Barbarians who follow the path of the Storm Herald learn instead to transform their rage into a mantle of primal magic that swirls around them. When in a fury, a barbarian of this path taps into the na- into nature to create powerful magical effects. So again, more flavoring your rage with magic, which is just a blast. Um, so when you hit third level, you get to select a storm aura. Um, so you emanate a stormy magical aura when you rage. The aura extends 10 feet from you in every direction, but not through total cover. Your aura has an effect that activates when you enter your rage, and you can activate the, um, the effect again on each of your turns as a bonus action. Um, you choose desert, sea, or tundra. Your aura's effect depends on that chosen environment as detailed below. You can change your environment choice whenever you gain a level in this class. If your aura's effect requires a saving throw, the DC equals 8, plus your proficiency modus, plus your constitution modifier. Mm -hmm. Again, that con modifier is going to save your bacon. (laughs) Um, Strength and con. Strength and con. That's what what you want as a barbarian. Um, So, the auras that you can choose from. The desert. When this effect is activated, all other creatures in your aura take two fire damage each. The damage increases when you reach certain levels in this class, increasing at three at the fifth level, to four at the tenth level, five at the fifteenth level, and six at the twentieth level. So basically, you could rage and just burn all their asses. (laughs) (laughs) You're on fire now! Yep. Um, With the sea aura, this effect, when this effect is activated, you can choose one other creature that you can see in your aura. This target must make a dexterity saving throw. The target takes 1d6 lightning damage on a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful roll. The damage increases when you reach certain levels. So, 2d6 at the 10th level, uh, 3d6 at the 15th level, and 4d6 at 20th level. Awesome. Um, and with the Tundra, when this effect is activated, each creature of your choice in your aura gains two temporary hit points. The temporary hit points increase when you reach a certain level in this class, um, increasing to three at fifth level, four at tenth level, five at fifteenth level, and six at twentieth level. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> it's a mouthful. This one's a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of bits and pieces on this one, but it is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, the Storm Soul at 6th level. The Storm grants you benefits even when your aura isn't active. The benefits are based on the environment you chose as your Storm Aura. With the Desert Aura, you gain resistance to fire damage, and you don't suffer the effects of extreme heat as described in the Dungeon Master's Guide. Moreover, as an action, you can touch a flammable object that isn't being worn or carried by anyone else and set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
imagine a barbarian just walking around being like, fire, 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 It sounds fire, like, fire. uh, and wise. Yeah. <laughs> Fireball. Oh. Fireball. Fireball. Just everything. Um, as the sea, you gain resistance to lightning damage and you can breathe underwater. You also gain a swimming speed of 30 feet. Nice. Um, Tundra, you gain resistance to cold damage and you don't suffer effects of extreme cold as described in the Dungeon Master's Guide. Moreover, <laughs> as an action, you can touch water and turn a five-foot cube of it into ice, which melts after one minute. This action fails if a creature is in the cube. So, Aww. no, you can't freeze you someone can't in a cube of ice. Man. Which, oh. Bummer. Fine. <laughs> what? Oh, amphibious attack barbarian, you're pretty much fucked. Yeah, you're, yeah, correct. Yeah. Correct, chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, friends. I know that name. Woo! Aww. Hi, Daxos. <laughs> Welcome to chat! Welcome, Welcome to chat! Okay. Um, Dax, we're talking about, about your favorite barb. Your... Does Daxos play this one? No, but we, we, have, we have a character that we're using who is Path of Storm Herald, and we love her. Oh, nice. Aww. Um, where was I? I got distracted. I'm sorry. This happens a lot. Welcome to yeah. This Is What Our Podcast Is. <laughs> we talk about things that aren't D&D all the time. Actually, so you know, we've been we've, we've been more professional this time because you're you're new to this and we've got you on. So we've been like, hey, we're real. <laughs> Look at us sticking to the script I'm here, guys. I'm sweating. Though. I'm sweating. <laughs> Okay, good. Okay, good. I don't. I, I feel slightly less bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're yeah. like, oh my god, this reminds me of a story. Go roll with it. That's We're, us. Sarah. Yeah. Oh, we've got we two new friends. No friends. Sarah. New friends. We've got Daxos, uh, Daxos, and my friend Sarah Indipitus. They are two of my favorite humans. Oh. oh. Welcome, Yay. humans. Welcome, yeah. humans. Um. 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 More, more storm soul. Cat says Thanks. hello Storming. too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Here we go. Um, shielding storm at tenth level. You learn to use your mastery of the storm to protect others. Each creature of your choice has damage resistance you gain from the storm soul feature while that creature is in your storm aura. I love me yes. a barbarian buff. I do too. Ugh. So happy. Um, Raging Storm. At 14th level, the power of the storm you channel grows mightier, lashing out at your foes. The effect is based on the environment you choose from your storm aura. Desert. Immediately after a creature in your, in your aura hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to force that creature to make a dex saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes fire damage equal to your barbarian level. What? That, what? that could be nasty. Yeah. Here's an extra Whoa. serving of 15 fire damage. How you like them apples? Here's an extra serving of screw Roasted? you in particular. Yes. <laughs> um, C. When you hit a creature within your aura with an attack, you can use your reaction to force that creature to make a strength saving throw. On a failed save, the creature is knock prone as if struck by a, ra by a wave. My, 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 my girl Revna likes that one. Smash! So much, because it's just like, you're like, ugh! Just like nope, <laughs> boom. <laughs> oh, uh, that's so so dorky, and I love it. Yeah, it, it's good time. Re Revna was a big fan of knocking people over like that. Yes. Um, 
Tundra, when the effect of your storm aura is activated, you can choose one creature you can see in the aura. That creature must succeed in a strength saving throw or its speed is reduced to zero until the start of your next turn as magical frost covers it. So you basically get to freeze a mofo in place. Yes. So the cube it. doesn't work, handy. but this does. Absolutely. I like it. Go so, yeah. all Elsa on their ass. Yeah. <laughs> Let mm-hmm. it go. Let it go, bitch. <laughs> Am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the stream okay, is good. marked explicit because we can't control ourselves. Okay, oh, yeah. got it. So, okay. we yeah. got dirt. We're drinking. We got dirty mouths. It's fine. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. I forgot that the people in our stream couldn't see. Like, when we play, like, Warzone and stuff, our, all of our cameras aren't on, so we're not watching each other, and my cat was being an asshole on my desk, like he is now, and so I picked him up and was like, look at my pussy! And they were like, wait, what? <laughs> and I was like, alright, right, only the stream can see this, none of you, it's my cat. <laughs> it's, my, it's, it's my cat. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Oops. So, yeah. Yep, say whatever you want. There's no, uh... If we get that booted, shit, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Say it all at once. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next is Path of the Zealot. Yes. <laughs> so speaking of, you know, we're starting a cult. It's kind of a big deal. No big. Uh, yeah. Uh, some deities <laughs> inspire their followers <laughs> to pitch themselves into a ferocious battle fury. These barbarians are zealots, warriors who channel their rage into powerful displays of divine power. <laughs> at third level, you get divine fury where you can channel into your weapon attacks. Um, while you're raging, the first creature you hit on each of your turn with a weapon attacks takes extra damage equal to 1d6 plus half your barbarian level. Um, these extra damage, this extra damage is necrotic or radiant. You choose the type of damage when you gain this future. So you could be, or yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> Whatever your personal Ooh, flavor is. Yeah. <laughs> so you get Warrior of the Gods also at third level. Your soul is marked for endless battle. If a spell such as Raise Dead has the sole effect of restoring you to life, but not undeath, the caster does not need material components to cast this on you. So you can just keep coming back. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm too angry to die. You cannot kill me. I'm uh, so good. You raise up and you're like, and another thing. Yeah. One more thing. Sheer spite. Yes. I think that's what powers the path of the zealot. It is spite. Yep. I I relate on a personal level to this one. Uh, yeah. Like <laughs> I feel that in my soul of souls. Yeah. Yep. Down. <laughs> At six, you get fanatical focus, and the divine power that fuels your rage can protect you. If you fail a saving throw while raging, you can re-roll it, and you must use the new roll. You can use this ability once per rage. So, again, with the spite. <laughs> yeah. Try again, bitches. Try again. <laughs> At tenth level, you get zealous presence. Uh, you can learn to channel your divine power to inspire zealotry in others. Read cult. As a bonus action, you unleash a battle cry infused with divine energy. Up to oh, ten other creatures of your choice within 60 feet of you that can hear you gain advantage on attack rolls and saving throws until the end of your next turn. Once you use this feature, you can't use it again until a long rest, but it's so OP that, like, if you could do that more than once, whoops. I it would like, be... 
on the one hand, I understand, like, why it's just one per battle thing, but, like... Oh. I feel like it limits it a little too much. One yeah. per battle is... is... So I have Come this... On. I'm, I'm going to interrupt this regular scheduled program to say I have, like, blockers on... Uh, like, the, the affiliate has, like, pre-built blockers that, like, block yeah. racism and misogyny and all of that. And you just typed in, nice try, ho, and it was like, you can't post it yelled this. At me. And I was like, wait, that's not allow. So I just... <laughs> it's it's the, the varying like comments that you could yell as the the zealot barbarian when someone actually tries to kill you it's like yeah Try yep yeah Try. I love that. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> so now nice try ho is permanently allowed and the bot will allow it <laughs> but just so you know right. yeah. <laughs> love it uh anyway try again. yeah try again so, uh, I said that. So, 14th level, you get Rage Beyond Death. Beginning at 14th level, the divine power that fuels your rage allows you to shrug off fatal blows. While you're raging, having zero hit points doesn't knock you unconscious. You still must make death saving throws, and you suffer the normal effects of taking damage while at zero hit points. However, if you would die due to failing death saving throws, you won't die until your rage ends, and you only die if you still have zero hit points. That's a big deal, y'all. So, so good. The one e paladin is like this. This is just built in for them. They can go up to half their hit points below zero and still survive. So that's yeah. what this is is built on. So yeah, yeah. like yeah. legit though. And also, this is you know, as as they say on the tiki takis, please protect your fucking healer or you'll die. Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. This is why you always mm -hmm. protect your clerics and your pallies, because if you have to go into this and no one is there to heal you, you're fucked. Yeah. I like Daxos just said, <laughs> almost dies. Huh, must be Thursday. Gets up, walks off. Yes. Okay. Yep. Accurate. That's, that's, thanks, Dax. <laughs> Dax gets it. Dax gets it. Dax gets it. <laughs> oh. And now for some words from... Jax the Barbarian. So, <laughs> here it is. The one we've all been waiting for. The classic of classic Barbarian paths. The path mm -hmm. of the Berserker. This is probably what people know when they think of Barbarians. Like, even before I realized what this all meant. This is, like, someone said Barbarian. It's like, ah, this. This is what you mean. So, yeah. Path of the Berserker. For some barbarians, rage is a means to an end. That end being violence. <laughs> Wake up, we choose violence. It is the way. This is the way. Uh, the path of the Berserker is the path of untrammeled fury, slick with blood. God, whoever's writing these is just like, good job, dude. Like, wow. See <laughs> beyond. <laughs> it's okay, they copy our work all the time, so we're copying theirs. It's fine. Yeah, it's uh, fine. That's fair. It's not copying if you give them credit. It's yeah, oh. also not copying if we pay them for it. So that's that's yeah. fair. We paid for this. Like we're just using what you guys gave us. Yeah. Um as you <laughs> enter the Berserker's Rage, you thrill in the chaos of battle, heedless your own health or well being. That tracks absolutely. And that's sometimes why that intelligence is dumb stuff. Because <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. if you think about it too hard, you might not want to do that. Um frenzy. Uh, starting when you choose this path at third level, you can go into a frenzy when you rage. If you do so for the duration of your rage, you can make a single melee weapon attack as a bonus action on each of your turns after this one. When your rage ends, you do suffer one level of exhaustion, so just keep taking hits or getting hits and you'll be fine. 
basically. It's just going to suck after battle for a little bit. <laughs> um, mindless rage. Beginning at 6th level, you can't be charmed or frightened while raging. If you are charmed or frightened when you enter a rage, the effect is suspended for the duration of the rage. That is super helpful when you're fighting something like an ancient dragon. <laughs> 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 it's, it's cool, it's fine. Um, intimidating presence. Beginning at 10th level, you can use your action to frighten someone with your menacing presence. When you do so, choose one creature that you can see within 30 feet of you. If the creature can see and hear you, it must succeed in a wisdom saving throw, DC equal to 8, plus your proficiency bonus, plus your charisma modifier, or be frightened of you until the end of your next turn. On subsequent turns, you can use your action to extend the duration of this effect on the frightened creature until the end of your next turn. This effect ends if the creature ends its turn out of line of sight of you or more than 60 feet away from you. If the creature succeeds on its saving throw, you can't use this feature on the creature again for 24 hours. Bummer. Yeah. And um, finally, retaliation. Starting at 14th level, when you take damage from a creature that is within 5 feet of you, you can use your reaction to make a melee weapon attack against that creature. So basically, Fuck you in particular. Right? <laughs> in summation. Yeah. For you uh, and the horse you rode in on. For you the horse you rode in on, buddy. This is what happens when you hit me. Smash. Um, but yeah, that, that mindless rage saved my bacon more than once. <laughs> it's, an, it's a great, great one. There is nothing worse than realizing your barbarian has been charmed by the bastard you're trying to kill. Especially when that barbarian still has something like 240 hit points left. Oh, that hurts me. That's scary. That's deep inside. <laughs> oh, that's deep. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got chill bumps. Yeah, here. Yep. that's didn't, yeah. Okay. Didn't know that was a thing. That could be bad news bears. <laughs> um, so yeah, mindless, mindless rage, ladies and gentlemen. I, I understand that Path of Berserker is kind of the basic of the basic, but you know what? Sometimes the classics work. As a yeah, basic bitch, I'm yeah. just gonna say, ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right? right. Yeah. There's oh, a reason it's a classic. Yeah. Be subscribed! We need like a thing. When people subscribe, we all need to be like, this person subscribed. And then, yeah, like a wave or something exciting. We need this. You have some of the dice. There he goes. Yeah, this is what <laughs> late, friends. This is what Dax does. If he decides that he he likes a channel, he'll just come in and. <laughs> love well, barf. stay tuned. Yeah, nice I'm cool yeah. with love barf. So I have cats. So clearly, I'm all right with love barf. So exactly, you know, <laughs> bring on the love barf. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as long as you don't have a hydrate button on your channel, you're mostly safe. What's hydrate? I don't even know what that means. What do I need channel to know? With, with the channel points, um, you could like make people do things and Dax likes to make sure that everyone is hydrated so he will make sure you hydrate uh we need or to talk about this because I need to to do this and I don't know how to do this so teach me mm -hmm. the ways or he'll yeah, just tell you that that's why we're a brunch podcast I like it yeah so. at, we've got sound effects enabled but I I screwed it up and I didn't put it on this overlay, so I have to on the break you're gonna see some weird Warzone overlays where I'm gonna copy those into this. So sorry about it. But then after the break you'll be able to do all the fun sound effects that are mostly Dylan screaming. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's important. Screaming yeah. is great. 
Okay, guys. So we have one more uh, path that we're going to talk about, and then we will be done with the path. So the last path is the path of the beast. So barbarians who walk the path of the beast draw their rage from the beastful spark burning within their souls. That beast will burst forth during a rage. So they will physically transforming the barbarian. So this barbarian might be inhabited by a primal spirit, or they might be descended from sh shape sisters. You can choose where your origin comes from, or you can, you know, roll with the origin of the beast table if you don't want to decide yourself. So, form of the beast. Starting when you choose the pass at third level, when you enter a rage, you can transform, revealing the bestial power within you. Until the rage ends, you manifest a natural weapon. It counts as a simple melee weapon for you, and you can add your strength modifier to the attacks and damage rolls when you attack with it as normal. You can choose the weapon form each time you rage, so it doesn't have to be the same every time. So these are your choices. Bite. Your mouth transform into a bestial muzzle with great teeth, or it could be like bug mandibles Ooh. or whatever you want. Just some kind of Ooh. mouth thing. So it could bump, be a bump, bump. beak, like a, oh, I don't know, a beak in a, what are the squids? Don't they have beaks? Oh, Do God. anything you want. Yeah, be creepy. <laughs> that is nightmare fuel. You're welcome. Um, it deals 1d8 piercing damage on a hit, and once on each of your turns, when the damage you damage a creature with bite, you regain the number of hit points equal to your proficiency bonus, provided you have less than half your hit points when you hit. But that's pretty nice. It's an easy way to, you bite someone, and then you, you heal back up a little bit. So then you can also pick claws. Each of your hand transfers into claws, which you can use as weapons anytime. They deal 1d6 slashing damage on a hit, and one on each of, once on each of your turn when you attack with your claws using your attack stack and you can make one additional claw attack also as well so it gives you an extra attack so that's pretty cool you could also pick tail so you grow a long whipping spiny tail which deals 1d8 piercing damage on a hit and has reach properties if a creature you can see within 10 feet of you hits you with an attack roll, you can reuse your reaction to swipe your tail and deal 1d8, applying a bonus to your AC equal to the die number rolled, potentially causing the attack to miss you. This is pretty cool. Pretty cool. I like that So tail. then, I know. And I like that it's like you can grow a tail, slap someone, and then your AC <laughs> goes up so then you don't even get hit. They're just no. like, not nah, bitch. You just bitch slap them with your yep, tail. Just like backhand them with your tail. Uh -huh. Which you didn't even have when they hit you. So it's like, they're going to be okay. shocked when they get bitch slapped. This particular one really reminds me of like Mean Girls. Like, yeah. do they have to be claws, tail, and a bite? Or could it be like metaphorical? I think it's metaphorical. Like, I don't think it, it's just up to your DM. But these mm -hmm. are the options and those are the type of damage they deal. But it could be like... Maybe you just use your cl your claw, your you know your teeth, your bite, but you're mm -hmm. actually just like you dumb bitch, you're ugly. Yeah, yeah. I hate your clothes. And it then could they be take, like a vicious like, mockery situation. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. So it could be great. So just work with your DM, and they'll let you you know they'll let flavor. you figure it out. They'll let you flavor it out. So at sixth level, you get something called bestial soul. So the feral power within you increases, causing a natural weapon of your form of the beast to count as a magical so then you're basically whatever you had chosen becomes magical so then you're it is good at overcoming any resistance or immunity to non-magical attacks or damage so that's pretty nice um, 
excuse me. You can also alter your form to help you adapt to your surroundings. So if you are in the cold, you can use this to change and grab, grab grow fur so that you don't take cold damage. Or you could have scales to help you swim through. So that's pretty nice. So it helps you adapt to your surroundings. Uh, when you finish a short or long rest, you can choose one of the benefits which lasts until the end of your short or long rest. So you can gain swimming speed equal to your walking speed and you can breathe underwater. You can gain a climbing speed equal to your walking speed and you can climb difficult surfaces including upside down on ceilings without needing to make an ability check. When you jump, you can make a strength athletics check to extend your jump by the number of feet equal to your checks total and you can make a special check once per turn. So those are some of the options that you can choose. So that's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Special like check. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, at 10th level, you get something called Infectious Fury. When you hit a creature with your natural weapons while you're raging, the beast within you causes your target, target to... Court curses your target with rab rabid fury. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw, DC equal to 8 plus your constitution modifier plus your proficiency bonus, or suffer one of the following effects of your choice. Um, and then I didn't write out all the choices, but one of the examples might be that the target must use its reaction to make a melee attack against another creature of your torn, or it can also, you know, target takes up to 2d12 psychic damage. And then there's some other options. 2d12? Whoa. Brain melt. Because yeah. they're rabid now. And there's a couple other options as well, but those are just the two that I thought were the funnest. So wrote those out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. So I, then finally, go ahead. That's I the do 2D12 all the time. I'm really mm -hmm. leaning into this like Regina, Rachel McAdams, mean girl barbarian thing, I oh think. Oh my god. I'm just... <laughs> It's psychic damage. I, I would love for that. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. So then at 14th level, you get something called Call of the Hunt. The beast within you grows so powerful that you can spread its ferocity to others and gain resistance from them joining your hunt. When you enter a raid, you can choose a number of other willing creatures you can see within 30 feet of you that's equal to your constitution modifier, so minimum of one creature. You gain five temporary hit points for each creature that accepts this feature. Until the rage end, the chosen creatures can use this benefit once um, on each of their turn. When the creature hits, when they hit a target with an attack roll and deal damage to it, the creature can roll a, a d6 and gain a bonus to the damage equal to the number rolled. So that's pretty cool. So it helps them, kind of buffs them up, and then you get some temporary hit points. You can also use this feature a number of times equal to your proficiency, proficiency bonus, and you regain all expended uses at a long rest. Dang. So pretty nice. So it's not as cool as some of the other buffs at 14th level, but it's still pretty fun. So that's that is the last path. That's These a good support. So fun. Yeah, yeah. That's a really nice like pack. Here we're a party. Here's all the bonuses that you guys get. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It is Tasha's. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. 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 Yeah. I will. So that sure. is. Then you get those are all the cool things that you could get at third level. We're only at third level, guys. Oh. Well, so not all many the flavors. but you get it. <laughs> yeah, so many choices. Yeah. Ooh. Let's just do a whole party of barbarians. Hey, I like it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I, I've heard rumor of people doing an entire party of bards, so like... That was our plan. <laughs> uh, Girth, Girth Brooks here. Girth mm -hmm. Brooks. 
<laughs> Katie's Phil Coffin. Phil Coffin, because it's going to be a bar necromancer. <laughs> oh my god. I'm very excited about it. I think I just took psychic damage from that pun. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the party. I succeeded. <laughs> oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. You yep, can yep, join yep. too. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> At fourth level, uh, you can choose, you know, same thing, standard one ability or two ability scores by one, one ability score by two, or you can take a feat instead. So pretty standard for fourth. Fourth level. And what's next? What's yeah. it feel? At fifth level, you get an extra attack. So you get to hit things twice. Um, you also get fast movement. Starting this level, your speed increases by 10 when you aren't wearing heavy armor. Dang. So, yeet. So that's like that. that plus the 15 plus the dash. You're, that's over 100 movement. That's nuts. Yeah. That You're like a potential. monk now. Yeah, that is the potential for some, like, wild Legend. and crazy horse shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, exactly. Also, yeah, Dex is right. Like, who needs armor? Like, yeah. if you're raging, you, you're taking half damage from most of the shit that's going to fuck you up anyway. Yeah, yeah, and you can't you get all the benefits, unarmored defense, all of that from not wearing armor anyway, so why yeah. are you wearing armor? I, yeah, I legitimately don't think I've actually, like, put on serious armor. Maybe, like, pauldron, that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you gotta protect the sword arm, but otherwise, it's fine. Yeah. Hard to okay. hit. It's heavy. I don't want to wear heavy. it. It's heavy, I, I got can't stuff move to do. Mm-hmm. It's hot. Sweaty in here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sweaty. <laughs> yes. Okay, so at seventh level, you get something called feral instinct. Your instincts are so honed that you have advantage on initiative rolls. Also, if you are surprised at the beginning of combat and aren't incapacitated, you can act normally on your turn, but only if you enter a rage before doing anything else on your turn. But I mean, <laughs> you're going to do that, so it's it, fine. Yes. It's fine. It's fine. I've touched a button, and I did not mean Uh-oh. to touch a button. Okay, Uh-oh. no, we're good. We're good. We're still here. <laughs> Everybody's still here. I like to touch buttons. Uh- <laughs> I just want to say that unarmored defense does not mean unclothed. That is all. I mean, it does, I mean are you sure, though? <laughs> Are you sure about that? I mean, this is probably why you don't want to try and sneak up on a barbarian when we're asleep, because you never know who sleeps in the buff. Yeah. Just say it. Although there would be nothing more terrifying than a screaming naked barbarian with a great axe. That's Terrifying, but also arousing. Yeah, Chris. Also, let's just point out Simon and his lack of clothing. So I don't want to hear it about the nakedness. It's acceptable in this world. That's we fair. do what we want. My barbarian wears a lots of lots of dresses. What are though? Like rainbows and hats and That's adorable. But no armor. There is no armor. It does not go with the outfit. Yeah. yeah. It's like clashes. I mean nothing guys. else. You wake up a barbarian, they're naked and screaming at you. It's gonna throw you off your rhythm for a second. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what? Yep. Yep. It's gonna be a little startling. Fancy dress bar. I like mm-hmm. it. We're okay. going to have a spar. <clears throat> Don't mess with the aesthetic. <laughs> exactly. Sarah gets it. Sarah gets Precisely. it. Precisely. Mm-hmm. So at ninth level, you get brutal critical. 
which just sounds terrifying. Uh, yeah. You can now roll one additional weapon damage die when determining the extra damage for a critical hit with a melee attack. This increases to two additional dice at 13th level and three additional dice at 17th level. Ooh, so, buddy. Oh, buddy. Yeah, yeah, it hurts. Ah. Ouch. Watch out for those crits. Mm -hmm. They're coming for you. They're coming. All the D12s, precisely. <laughs> um, at 11th level, uh, you gain the feature called Relentless Rage. Your rage uh, can keep you fighting despite grievous wounds. If you drop to zero hit points while you're raging and you don't die outright, you can make a DC 10 constitution saving throw. If you succeed, you drop to one hit point instead. Points of interest. Um, each time you use this feature after the first, the DC will increase by five. When oh. you finish a short or long rest, the DC does reset to 10. So that's one of those kind of interesting risk reward things that I like a lot. Okay. Consequences. <laughs> I like it though. Oh my goodness. Huh. Okay, so consequences. But it's worth a consequence. It's a good one. Hey, what's the TikTok? This is me running from my consequences. <laughs> Look, here comes a consequence, consequence, no consequence. <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay so 15th level you get persistent rage um so your rage is so fierce that it, it only that if it ends early oh my gosh I can't blah, blah 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 okay your rage is so proficient that it ends early only if you fall unconscious or you choose to end it there we go it came out it came out strength <laughs> give me up Woo! yeah soon we'll roll constitution this one's longer than most of them have been so yeah. <laughs> really steeped in it now um, at 18th level, you get Indomitable Might. If your total for a strength check is less than your strength score, you can use that score in place of the total. Strength yeah. and con. Strength yep. and con. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and finally, at 20th level, at your max, when you are the, at your peak barbarian bullshit, you gain the feat of Primal Champion. Um, you embody the power of the wilds. Your strength and constitution scores increase by four. Your maximum score for those is now 24. So, that, that and that's not even considering, like, the, the kind of stuff that you can get a hold of. So, if you've right. got, like, a belt of giant strength. Right. Woo! Which is what my ranger had in one of our campaigns. <laughs> Natural 20! Open the gate! Mm -hmm. Bypass an entire section of the campaign! Oops! They were so mad! <laughs> that was <laughs> wonderful! Alright. Oh, well, that's it for yes. the uh, barbarian section of this. So I'm going to fix the chat sound so you can do that for the second half of this podcast. Um, and. Uh, then we'll play some cool music while we refresh our drinks. We'll come back, roll some constitution, and tell you about uh, Rangers IRL. So, yeah. uh, so we'll be back in five. Yep, five minutes. Goodbye. You're going to see some weird Warzone stuff, so sorry, and you're probably going to hear us chat for a second. So uh, I apologize for the unprofessional Israel we stream it. today. Bye. We're going to talk hey, about you. Whatever. Grab hey, some yes. water. Yes, everybody have some water. Water. But I, but I have booze i don't this is this is why i talk the way i talk because water hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay sound alerts are active all right so we're going on break
You know what? I should move this thing down here. There you go. So it doesn't block us. Perfection. Okay, guys, we're back. We hope you enjoyed the little quick break. You refilled your drinks, and we're going to teach you how to make it the drink of the day, which is a Sam invention. You're welcome. So, it's our first drink for our, um, we're, never mind, I'm not going to say it, but something maybe down the line. We'll be in there. Say it. No, say it. Say it. Okay. Say it, because so then if it's be... on air, we have to commit to it. Yeah. So, so. we are decided we're going to make a D&D Brunches and Dragons cocktail book with all of our cocktail recipes in it. So this will that's be so our right. first. One of our first. Yeah. So that's very exciting. So, and it's going to be like per classes and races are all going to have their special drinks and our characters are going to have special drinks. So we're probably going to have one for you, Jax. <sighs> yeah. I honored yeah so we'll have to talk to you about what you think your drink would be mm -hmm. so for sure there's definitely <laughs> you the red dragon of the group <laughs> sorry all of what you just said was just cut off by the sound alert that i forgot the volume is up oh. so loud <laughs> i was like Whoa. sorry guys <laughs> i'm so sorry my husband is now deaf, so cool. <laughs> I heard that in my deaf ear, so. Oh, I can't hear nothing, so. <laughs> my apologies, it's down lower now, so that should murder nobody on the next. <laughs> We're learning, Whoopsie. you know, like Sarah said, it's a learning okay. experience. Damn it, Dax. <laughs> I like it. Nope, well that's done. my fault, not Dax. Dax is good. Sam's no, no, I sh I end up shouting "damn it, Dax!" at least like three times a day. So, oh, like... nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like how your how uh, your mic was like I beat in my chair. <laughs> Love you, Dax. <laughs> you need to come here and do that every week. It's good. Yep, Ooh, I like just... it. Oh. God, I'm crying. I'm crying. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't drinking my drink at that Ooh. moment. We would have been. We would not have had a clue what was going on. We would have just been like, ah, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> no, it's true. Dax has Dax has a, an emoji in his server that is just, damn it, Dax. Yes. <gasps> That's perfect. Oh, okay. Man. Well, now we're ready to, uh, I guess, to show you how to make the drink of the day, the Konak Barbarian. Uh, flex my non-muzzles. So, <laughs> so, so just a heads up, we like dad jokes. Dad jokes. Oh, yeah. 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 Sorry. Oh, not yeah. sorry, though. Sorry, you, not sorry. Do you want to hear my, um, my new dad joke? Yes, Bring it I on. do. Bring okay. it on. So... What did the um, deaf gynecologist do for a living? Oh no. What? Read lips. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> What's the intelligence save on that psychic damage? Ooh. There is one. Oh, I rolled a natural one. See, it's so unlucky. It's so yep. unlucky. <laughs> oh, or God. really accurate, because that's yeah, that's my new one. Yeah, but I'm I'm immune to psychic damage from puns, so yeah, you know, yeah. 
and I have a new one that that I'm gonna do next time I'm cooking so you like boil water and then someone comes in and you're like what are you cooking and you say holy water and they say what and you go you gotta boil the hell out of it <laughs> that's why you're here guys <gasps> oh I love it I live for dad jokes I follow this guy on TikTok, who is just, it's a constant stream of dad jokes, and every time I'm just like, this is my happy place. Can we be it's friends good. IRL? Goodness. It's good. Okay, I promise. No more. I promise. Okay. So now I'm going to teach you the drink. Okay. So you're going to take two ounces of cognac, uh, two and a half ounces of pineapple juice, two and a half ounces of ginger ale or ginger beer, um, half an ounce of lime, lemon juice or lime juice, and half an ounce of brown sugar, maple, simple syrup, which you can, you know, make your own with pretty yummy. So what you do, you just put it all in a glass shaker with ice, you shake it really, really violently, you pour it in a glass and you chug that thing back. Mm -hmm. Chuck, chuck, yeah. chuck. Nice. So yummy. Go. Yeah, yeah. So this was actually a copy of an original recipe that wanted like, you know, $3,000 worth of fancy freaking wine in it. And I was like, lies <laughs> yeah yeah so i was like you know what i feel like this is not a barbarian drink and yeah. i'm gonna remake it so that it is a barbarian drink so here is yeah. my results so and it's oh, very oh, yummy no. it's dax is at it again yes oh. Woo! I, I think dax liked the the, the dad jokes yeah uh, dad jokes yeah. in for the win dax, Actually, I think dax it's their is a funny bastard jokes. that's what they are they're barbarian jokes barbaric dad jokes are barbaric yeah okay guys so we're gonna roll for constitution so um if you guys want to roll with us feel free to um me and sam have character sheets on our website so which have like our stuff on it i have a plus two to my constitution checks um sam has a negative, negative two. Oh, mm -hmm. baby mm -hmm. yeah. yeah negative so and then what does uh what does jacks have to to con jacks is plus 10. nice well <laughs> You're much better than real humans, me and Sam, so that's good. Well, okay. to be fair, so Dax is level nine, seven, nine, nine? Uh, seven, nine? Seven, nine? I promise I have it written down somewhere, yeah. y'all. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it, and I just can't remember. Um, <laughs> we're only level three, three, so we should actually bump ours up. But if anybody wants to, you can go to our website. It's brudges-and-dragons.com. You can download the character sheet. You can fill it out. You can send it to us, and we'll read it on stream. So um, take a look at ours. Make one for yourself. It's pretty dope. Lots of fun. You're it's welcome. We would be as Dax, do it. Do it. Yeah. So it's based you on you. It's not like a yes. D&D Beyond character sheet. It's a personal character sheet. So. There is. Sarah, give you me that character be. sheet. Give me that character sheet. Do it. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Cut it. So I rolled a six plus two. So eight, which makes sense. Makes sense. I rolled a 12 for the first time ever on this die. Oh. I've rolled over a 10. So that means I got a 10. Yay! That was a 13 plus 10, so that's a 23. So you're doing fine. Yeah. Yeah, you should have yeah. a couple more of these. Yeah. You know, maybe double the cognac. Yeah, you could do a double. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. Swing by. <laughs> All right. So normally, this is where we would start talking about the Marvel Universe and, and how it relates to D&D. &D, um, and we're going to touch on that a little bit. But first, we want to properly introduce our newest member to mm -hmm. the Brunches and Dragons podcast of whatever, uh, Tutu. 
slash jacks the barbarian slash this Wee! perfect soul who has joined us for today and will join us permanently forever <laughs> you're stuck with me now yes! yeah we made her work earlier <laughs> it's great yeah <sighs> <laughs> so, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, home life, work life, hobbies, pets, whatever is you, your core soul person. For sure. I am from central Illinois, um, smack dab in the middle of, well, not technically in the middle. I talk to people <laughs> uh, across the pod who are like, that's not the middle. Why do you call it the Midwest? I don't know. I just live here. <laughs> um, so, I, I hail from the middle of nowhere in Bufu, Illinois. Um, right smack in the middle of the cornfields. By Children by day, I am a mild-mannered credit union worker. By night, at least pre-pandemic, uh, I, I was a burlesque dancer. <gasps> and I like dancing, and I like circus things, and I like doing pole dance. And I just recently got into weightlifting. Um, sadly, no pets. Mm. Yet. Um, I have my lovely, lovely partner who's actually shooting things on his computer behind me. I'm sure he'll make an appearance at some point as, as we continue this little journey on this wonderful little podcast. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm a big nerd who loves theater and Dungeons and Dragons and reading and music. Um, so yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Yay. Oh, what a lovely nutshell. <laughs> Yes, that is a good. I'm like fangirling like now. I'm like, tell me all the yeah. things. So, uh, so how did you? How and when did you get into D and D? Like, you're already clearly predisposed to be a nerd. So, how did this uh, tunnel of nerddom open up for you? Uh, I mean, this tunnel of nerddom. I feel, and I feel like this is probably the same for a lot of people in the the these times of a global pepperoni. Um, <laughs> I got in via Critical Role. Um, my, my partner actually had been watching for years, like, huge fan of the show, and had been, like, casually, like, you should watch this. <laughs> you want to watch this? And me being the spiteful contrarian that I am kept saying no, um, until the world caught fire. And I was like, well, I've got lots of time to kill. I might as well. Um, so I started watching Critical Role, like, partway through the first campaign. I think I started with the Sun Tree arc. Um, and then I was like, oh, you mean I can use this as, like, an improv acting exercise? <laughs> Which is kind of what it turned into. And then I joined TikTok when I said I wasn't going to join TikTok. And I realized that there was a whole subset of D&D TikTok. And that is actually how I met Dax and Sarah. And you lovely people. So, like, started with Critical Role, got into D&D TikTok, met Glorious Humans. I am now on a weekly campaign um, that streams on a separate channel, which we can talk about later. Yes. Yes. Plug um, it. Plug it. And, um, yeah, in, like, in total right now, I think I'm in three different campaigns. Oh, wow. Okay. Four, actually, if you're counting the one that's like, that, like, here in my home that we do every couple of weeks. <sighs> In-person D&D. What's that like uh, again? I've forgotten. We, one we day. Ju we just had our first in-person in session, oh. guys. 
It's so magical. That makes me want to cry. I miss yeah, them we, so much. We cried a little. I'm not going to lie. Like, people showed up and we burst into tears. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's mm-hmm. not you. Uh, I can hold the friend. <laughs> so do you, do you play Strictly 5e or have you played other... Uh, um, strictly, strictly 5e. That is what I, I started with. Um, I... Let's see. I started with actually started with the Explorer's Guide to Wild Mount. Um, that's what my my home campaign is based in. Okay. Uh huh. Right. And uh, is there a Jacks the Barbarian burlesque show? <laughs> um, you know what? I honestly do kind of want to do a D and D burlesque. Yes. Show. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm part of a local troupe. Um, obviously, we haven't been able to do anything since the global panorama. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully, as we continue to move forward and everybody keeps up to date with their their Fauci ouchies, we'll be able to slowly build our uh, build our repertoire back up. Yes. Um, I do have a good friend of mine who actually did a Beholder number. Oh no, that's amazing! She oh, made. A beholder body out of paper mache. Yeah, like use one of those weather balloons. I'm, I'm dead. Uh, paper mache. Sign me up. And she made um she made eye stocks out of like pantyhose and like um like little foam balls and she just kind of chucked them at people. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and the song, as you could probably guess was Can't Take My Eyes Off of You by Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons. That's it. End of podcast, guys. We it. can't yeah. do better than that. We can't so. top it. It's just scrapped. Yep. It was so good. I, I don't <laughs> think I've laughed harder ever yes, in my so life. So good. Like, on the verge of tears. Okay, so that's <laughs> what we're gonna, we're gonna recruit. Do a burlesque yeah. troop. There was a there's a burlesque troop here that I tried to join many many years ago and they never messaged me back. So there's definitely a nerd like just there's there's a niche market for nerd burlesque. Just like mm-hmm. that is all some people do. There's a, a <laughs> troop in Chicago I think that's called Plan Nine. That it is nerdlesque. That is it. Nerdlesque. Okay. So one of our you know side repertoires nerdlesque. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Right. So what. Um, what classes do you play? Um, barbarians, obviously. All barbarians. Um, but well, actually, my my very first character that I ever built is actually a blood hunter. Um, for the the home campaign that we started right before shit shut down. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. I've got I've got a blood hunter. I've got a couple of barbarians. I've got a ranger that I'm actually using for Dax's game. Best class. Um, Rangers! My very, my very first ranger. She's a lot of Rangers! fun. <laughs> you can't go back after that. Just ranger Mm-mm. for life. Um, what Still is your... a little bit afraid of the caster classes. I can't lie. Ranger, yeah. easy caster. Because they don't get much in yeah, casting, they... so it's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good step in. Yeah. Cure, it's like cure wounds at Hunter's Mark, which are easy enough. So yeah. as a yeah. as a smashy person, Katie and I are both like less spell based, more smashy. I mm-hmm. every caster class I've built, I've got a wizard that's a blade singer, so it's combat high melee. I have a warlock that has the highest hit points out of anybody in our class, uh, <laughs> and is a tank. Um, 
so warlock yeah so it's there are ways around that if you're if you're interested in playing a, a smashy high damage high health um mm. explodey thing so yeah. i haven't played a sork yeah. yet but um i will sure there are ways around that okay. way as well so and oh and sarah reminds me that i usually end up being the mom character nice uh, specifically the the ranger that we're playing that i'm playing for dax's game um the ranger is the tallest of the rest of these fucking uh <laughs> characters i think everybody else it's like halflings and gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> what is your ranger um my ranger is a half elf drow nice Ooh. oh nice Nice. All right. So, what is your favorite part of D and D so far? God, there's so many things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, top five oh, list. Oh Jesus. Yeah. To, okay. Yeah. Two halflings and a fairy. That's, that's the rest of the party. Tiny. Two halflings that's and a great, fairy. That's a great party. Tiny. <laughs> I'm like a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> Everybody, hold the knot on the rope. Yep. Here we go. Yeah. Um, oh god, okay, top five. Um, number one's gotta be that, that role play. I love getting into characters with other people and like seeing what makes them tick. Um, yes. I do love a good combat. Like, still, I'm still getting used to like being able to plan a little ahead because I've only been playing for about a year-ish. Mm -hmm. um, so still, still learning about how to best economize my movement and action and bonus action, but it's it's getting there. Um, honestly, I kind of just love building new characters. Like if you could see my DMD Beyond right now, you'd probably laugh at me. No, we wouldn't, because that's I, us. You're fine. I, <laughs> not here. I not used here. to have like twenty five of them. I managed to par it down a little bit because it's like I'm never gonna use this. I know Are for a fact sure? I'm never gonna use this. Are you sure you Are won't? Sure? <laughs> My other favorite thing is using the randomize feature on D and D Beyond mm. because it's dumb and sometimes you end up with broken bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I've never I'm done that. Try that. Yeah, I've not done that either. God, so Let's stupid. do it for the next the next next one. Next thing is so randomize. Stupid, I love it. Yeah. Or no, we'll do that for the last <laughs> one. We'll just randomize. That's probably what like my DMs think I do because my characters are so hodgepodgey and the opposite of min maxing. Because I'm like, what's <laughs> the worst race with this class? What? And the worst Absolute choices. Shit. Yeah. They're like, did I you ran randomize, Katie? I'm like. Nah, this is. I chose this <laughs> <laughs> on this purpose. <laughs> I'm also like terrible at rolling stats. Like, yeah, sampling mm -hmm. to test. Like, it's you don't think you're like no, surely, no. You can't roll all ones. It's yep. it's bad. I've never so <laughs> yeah yeah. But she rolled really well for her brunches and dragons character, and I rolled epically bad. So yeah, I mean, there's. If you don't need the character, Katie rolls really well. <laughs> yeah. There you it's go. not important. It's fine. But yeah, like, it's honestly, and it's like the, the storytelling aspect. Like, you can, like, you can have a plan in place, um, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean the dice are going to let it happen, or it doesn't mean you're going to, like, choose that in the moment. Um, so it's, it's every, everything and anything is a possibility in Dungeons yeah. & Dragons, so for good or for ill. 
so second part question of this that I just thought of. What do you choose first, race or class? Hmm. I feel like this class, is like a personality probably. test. What do you choose first? Class, probably. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And then it's either, honestly, it's either a, a tiefling or an Asimar because, well, have you seen me? All right. <laughs> I like the weird it makes, ones. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And so what came first for you? Dungeons and Dragons or cosplay? Probably technically cosplay. Because of the burlesque uh, aspect? Yeah, because it's, it's kind of what I, I did on like a, like, multiple times a year basis it's like you come up with a different act and it needs a different costume um we actually did a big nerdlesque show a couple of years ago so i've got like random slutty versions of various characters sitting in my closet yes. staring at my loki helmet right now i have a slutty wario yes. <laughs> yep yep i couldn't help it i was like i'm gonna make a slutty wario costume that's spectacular. <laughs> you know, we all have our things. I so. can't. I can't wait until we get to do our Halloween episode. Right? Yes. Chaos, just pure chaos. All chaos episodes. We do four episodes in October, and they're all Halloween. So, yep. Yes. Uh, I mean, hey, that's why we did it. The schedule this way so we could have max Halloween time because that's mm -hmm. our favorite holidays. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, we're all. Ugh. All right, so oh, what? I did have a blessed bard. That's true. Thanks, Dax. <laughs> oh, you had a bard? Oh, Ooh. a burlesque mm -hmm. bard. Ooh. Mm -hmm. I built a burlesque bard character for TikTok. I need to bring her back. Yes. <laughs> bring it back. Nice. Okay, next question. So you've got a, pro a special project that you're working on, a special mm -hmm. cosplay project. Do you want to talk about it? Oh, goodness. Oh, I've got a lot of projects, honestly. Um... <laughs> But no, specifically right now, I am working on a project for the Bristol Renaissance Fair. Um, I hopefully, if all the pieces come in time and I can put it together and it is to my liking, I will be showing up um, to Bristol on July 31st, if anyone wants to come say hi, um, as Avantika, Captain Avantika from uh, Campaign 2 of Critical Role, baddest bitch in Darktoe. So cool. Um, Luis, my partner, is going to be going as sort of an AU version of Ford. Um, if Ford had decided to stick around and uh, hadn't renounced the pact of Ukatoa. Ukatoa. Um, <laughs> I like you guys are like, yeah. <laughs> it's like a, a critical role prayer. Yeah. <laughs> so mote it be. It's just like, so mote it be. You can't, like, that's the thing, that's the thing that apparently happened, the, the Mercer says the name and everybody has to echo it, and you know it's you bad when you're to. sitting there watching it, and you do it, like, silently from the confines of your own uh -huh. living room. Oh yeah, God, I love you have it. to do that, and you have to say, Eldridge Blast! Eldridge Blast! Thanks, yep. Critical Role. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> uh, really so yeah, that's the, the next big project that I'm working on. Um, I've got a, a Femme Geralt of Rivia in my back pocket as well. Um, that's a lot of black clothing to wear in the middle of summer. Maybe, maybe in the fall. That'd be a good fall winter. That's yeah. A, New York Comic Con a, in October. You can come stay with us. I live in New York, or I will be in next week, so. 
Yeah, I still need to get out to a con. I y'all, I haven't been to a single con in the whole of my nerdy life, and honestly, I feel like that's homophobic. That is that is homophobic. Being the fact that I haven't been able to. Yeah, I haven't been able to be. I haven't been able to go to a con, and I find that homophobic. Katie's dead. She's dead now. You killed her. You've murdered her. That's it. She's just. Yeah. Yeah, I Katie's think dead. That's like you said it. I'm like, damn. It feels that way. Yeah. It feels homophobic. Damn. Any well, any minor inconvenience. One, so. Any minor inconvenience for me during the month of June is homophobic. Right. Prama. If you. If Shut you, up, Dax. I'm poor. <laughs> if you don't feel like we're serial killers after a few months of this, you know, uh, I, we do have a spare bedroom in the house, and it is open to you. Um, we can do a live podcasting version together oh in our God. new game room. We can actually be in the same spot. Yep. And then oh. we can go to New York Comic Con as Brunches and Dragons. So... Bet. Open invitation extended to you, provided you feel Bet. that we are not murderers. So, Bet. I mean, I mean be, but it's fine. We are, mm. but you know, you're in the inner circle now, so you're safe. We've never murdered anyone yet. Yes. Oh. I mean, to be like, as long as we all manage to make the Constitution throw some. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it will exactly. be fine. <laughs> We're just the good murderers. <laughs> <laughs> the only, the only thing that's gonna die is potentially a small section of your liver. Yeah. And yeah. just to clarify, so you said you're going to be in Bristol. You mean Bristol, not in Tennessee, right? Not in Tennessee. No. Bristol, okay. Bristol like... Renaissance Fair is in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Okay. Because okay. I was like, Bristol, Tennessee? I will so come see you. <laughs> Never mind. Never Whoops. Mind. <laughs> yeah. For those new to the stream, Katie and I are currently in East Tennessee. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, yes, Dax, you fill it up out as yourself. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. like, if you look at mine, it's, like, Katie the social worker or something. Mm. I don't remember what it says, but. Yeah, so it's I the, think the my human version. like, open hand slap, which <laughs> make, which just feels like you're caressing somebody. It doesn't actually do any damage. That's my, that's my power, so. Yeah. Just creative. They're, <laughs> they're really, we had a lot of fun writing those out, so. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add? Anything that we should know about you or life or something you want to share? Um, well, I mentioned it briefly, um, I am also in a weekly stream D&D campaign with the World's Guild, um, here on the Twitch, um, every Wednesday at, oh my god, 6pm, <laughs> CST, <laughs> hold on, let me check my schedule, y'all, <laughs> my DM's gonna kill me. <laughs> They're screaming, like screaming. Well, no. Well, Brad's in Scotland. Six so p.m. I hope. He, God, I hope he's asleep right now. Um. Yeah, six p.m. Um, Central Standard Time on the World's Guild Twitch scan. Uh, Twitch channel. Um, I am part of a campaign called To the Skies. It is delightful homebrew built, um, steampunky sky pirate campaign. Um, full of shenanigans and by panic and mutiny um, and yeah th th things kicked off real fast when we got started on this campaign so I'm really excited to see where we go that's exciting um, you can also find me on the TikTok and the Instagrams and the Twitters 
Um, I'm not terribly good at Instagram and Twitter. I kind of forget that they exist, um, but I try to be good about posting semi-regularly on TikTok. Um, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram as TutuHu, and I am on Twitter as LauraTutu. Um, that is Laura underscore Tutu. And we've got, I updated our little overlay, so you've got all of our social media things below our names in case you want to copy those down, so. Lovely. Um, oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, Daddy Strahd is also part of this campaign we've discovered in the worst possible way. Oh, like it. Our DM got a hold of the, <laughs> uh, the newest um, expansion for Ravenloft, so we are in yeah, you you travel. Oh, dark. Oh, yeah, yeah. We all. That oh, was, I'm, ex that was a, I'm excited to check it out. That was almost a, a TPK um, <gasps> session before last, just purely by oh, accident. No. We ran into best. something. We ran into something that we were not supposed to run into yet, and um, choices were made. <laughs> yeah, we almost died. Whoopsie! Whoopsie doodle. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that is me, and I'm really excited to be here. What was supposed to be a guest spot instantly turned into kidnapped her. <laughs> yeah, instantly <laughs> turned into a standing. I think it was the te tequila that did it. We realized that I like tequila. Yeah, and that was what pinched it. It's like a foster yeah. fail, you know. We're like, let's adopt. This is just foster, and and then we're like, nope, you're ours forever. Nope, you're nope, you're mine now. Yep. Nope, you you're mine now. Yep. It's just happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how most of my friendships have worked out. Yeah. It's like, oh, I like you. You don't have a choice now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, you're that, never that leaving me. <laughs> you're not allowed to leave. <laughs> of course, it was the We're the hugging yeah. barbarians. That's what this group is. We're mm -hmm. just barbarians who hug. Yeah. <laughs> With spiked armor. So, you know, shift. Of course, really. Yeah. Yeah, you can't there. get away. <laughs> Katie, you want to take us home with the, the Marvel bit? Yeah, so we'll just do this real quick today. So today we are looking at Marvel and what D&D in the Marvel Universe would look like. So the entire universe is a big adventure with constant streaming um, BBGs and world-ending scenarios. So each character has a unique set of skills that tracks with D&D classes. So since there are some obvi obviously too many people to name, we're just gonna do a real quick short list of who we think these characters would play in D&D. So first we have Iron Man. Artificer, I mean, come on. Yeah, how can you not? I mean, yeah, you know. We got Scarlet Witch, Sorcerer, Black Widow, Rogue, Hulk, Barbarian. He literally rages. <laughs> literally the point of his I character. Mean, he does it. Come on. Uh, Captain American, Paladin, Star Lord, a bard. I mean, think about his little headsets. Come on. Um, Captain Marvel, she's a cleric. Amazing. Love I'll take her. that. I'll take that, yeah. Yep. Uh, Beast, Druid, Doctor Strange. Warlock, Vision, a wizard. And then, of course, not the best character, but the ranger, Hawkeye! Got that bow. Oh. He's got a bow. Oh, I forgot monk. Uh, Deadpool's the monk. Sorry. Forgot the monk. My bad. <laughs> monk. You know what? I think that tracks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that totally tracks. Yeah. Also, I love the idea that Captain America, as the paladin, ends up going Oathbreaker at some point. Yep. Yep. When he goes nomad. Mm -hmm. so it, it tracks and it's awesome. I don't think that all of these people would play D&D. &D. 
Like if they were like in the world, I don't think I don't think Iron Man would play D and D. No, I, I feel like Tony anywhere. Stark would enjoy it. I think he'd make fun of it. I think he would make fun of it too. Yeah, Peter Parker plays, yeah. and he's like, "Why?" But then he Why? secretly Why? is like, "Let me engineer a super cool way yeah. for you to do this." Yeah, yeah. he would get no, pulled in. Yeah, the would... kids, the kids he adopts or yeah. like helps. Mm -hmm. He they pull him in, and he'd be like, "This is really lame. I guess I'll play with you." But then secretly, eventually, he starts loving it, but he never admits it. Yeah, he he builds like high tech, high quality like dungeon maps yeah. that like have actual like flame or like actual little like items that mm -hmm. move around. Quicksand that sucks mm -hmm. your characters in. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think Star Lord would probably play. Scarlet absolutely plays uh -huh. Dungeons and Dragons. You cannot tell plays me otherwise. He play, plays a bard. Of yeah. course he does. <laughs> just Bruce Banner plays, but then accidentally oh. rages <laughs> and wrecks everything. Yep. Makes it uncomfortable. He rages when he rages, and then they're like, well, we'll just pick up next time, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who would Thor be? Fighter? Maybe? Yeah, like I forgot. Fighter. Oh my god, I forgot so many classes. I'm just gonna go throw myself yeah, out of my window. I'll be it's back. <laughs> no, it's fine. Cause I mean, I I prefer like all the I like the Thor movies. Um, Thor the Ragnarok is my favorite. So. Thor is the LARP community. Thor yes, is the LARP. You are a hundred percent right, Chris. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, yep. well that's all I have for today, though. Yeah, that's it. D and D Marvel. Anything else, ladies? That's it. I'm tapped out. I clearly have run the pooch on this one, so I'm just going to, you know. This was so fun. Um, thank you guys for joining. Um, again, this episode will be released on Thursday on Spotify, iTunes, and our website. So if you want to re-listen to it, feel free. Um, if you're filling out those character sheets, email them to us or send them to us some way so we can include them on the stream next time. And we mm -hmm. are we're taking a little bit of a break just because... Mm -hmm. um, I'm about to move and life is about to get very chaotic. Um, so we will be resuming the 18th, right? Because you're not gone until the next weekend, Katie? When do you leave for what? the beach? July. Oh, yes, I'll be gone that weekend. But the I can 18th. record from okay. the beach. Yeah, I we'll can be, record from the beach. Well, we can do the, the 11th. Of July? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's fine. It's 11th, good. 11th, good for you? Yes, ma'am. Awesome. All right, so 11th. This one will be back because I'm moving. We don't really have a closed date yet. So hopefully I'm not homeless <laughs> until we have that. So we have the house. We just can't live there yet. So yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So we'll be back on the 11th and we'll go over those new character sheets then. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Um, follow at Tuhu on TikTok. Go click that follow link on um the world guild world's guild world's guild the world's guild the world's guild um on twitch and we'll see you guys in a few weeks love you thanks for watching bye, guys. bye. bye. bye.